Hello, my beautiful sisters. It's been a really long time. At least it feels that way for me. Um, since I recorded a new episode of the podcast and I just want to start out with an apology. Um, it's been several weeks that I recorded an episode and I know that most of you would have been wondering what happened to me. Um, I'm doing okay. It's just that there's been a lot, uh, going on personally with me. Um, for those of you that have been following the podcast for a while, you would know that I'm in the middle of a, a difficult divorce process. Um, anyways, I'm not going to bore you with that story. Um, let's just go right into today's episode, but I'm, uh, I want you to know that I did not abandon you. I've had you on my mind the whole time. And that's why I'm doing this recording right now. Um, it's not gonna, it's gonna be an unpolished episode in the sense that, you know, I might not really have the time to edit, but I suppose the most important thing is that I get to record the episode. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Um, By the way, my name is Ola Davis, and the podcast is When Marriage Hurts, and I'm your host. Um, Yes, so today would probably be a short episode, Um, but the most important thing is that we talk about something that's important. I know that I'm I'm starting to sound ridiculous. Forgive me. Um, it's I recorded this early in the morning, so my brain might still be booting. <laughs> oh my goodness! Okay. Um. Yes. So, what am I gonna be talking about today? Hmm. Um. Because I've been away for so long, I figured that um, this episode should just be about, it should feel more, feel more like um, me sharing a little bit more about my situation and what's going on right now. Kind of give you um, ladies an update with what's going on with me. I will tell you this, being, um, trying to divorce an abuser is, you know, it could feel like the most difficult thing you've ever had to do in your entire life. It feels that way for me. And, you know, I'm not just, I'm talking every single step of it is tough making the decision to leave is tough going through the process of leaving is tough and you know when i say it's tough i'm not i don't just mean that oh it's a difficult decision to make of course it is but it's it's even beyond that you know the what most people don't know 
is that there's such a thing called um, post-separation abuse. I think that's what it's called. That even when you're separated, physically separated from the abuser, they still find a way to keep abusing you. And that's something that's hard to explain to someone that's never experienced that. Abusers continue to play mind games with you even after you're separated. I'll dare to say even after you get a divorce from them, especially if you have kids. Like if both of you have kids from the relationship or the marriage, they continue to find ways to try to mess with your mind. And that's something that you have to be deliberate about. You have to, first of all, know that there's such a thing called post-separation abuse. And you have to know how you would handle that. Abusers can be very vicious. I know that, you know, we like to think that, oh, there's a good side to my husband. It's just that, you know, sometimes he gets abusive. I'm telling you, that person that gets abusive, that's the real person you're married to. I read an interesting caption on Facebook recently, and it said something like, you know, we think that, we're deceived by this um, person that is nice and charming, and we just think, oh, they have an evil twin that's abusive. No, 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 no. <laughs> the person that is nice and charming, that's not real, you know. And the abuser is not the is not um, doesn't have an evil twin. They are the evil twin. I know this is hard. It might be hard for you to wrap your brain around, but I, I'm telling you, I've been there, done that. These abusers, you know, they have more in common than not. And that's the fact that it just feels like they follow the same playbook. So when, when you go on the internet and you read about emotional abuse, psychological abuse, and you might feel like, oh, you know, my husband is really not that way. Honey, you try to leave that man, try to separate or divorce that man, and you're going to see that he's going to follow the same pattern that you've read about in books or on the internet about how emotional abusers operate okay i think i've got off on a tangent so what i was going to talk about really is my experience so far by the way my divorce proceeding isn't over or i'm not sure i said that right like i'm officially officially not yet divorced still separated um, and that's because my soon-to-be ex-husband keeps dragging his feet, 
finding ways to slow down the process. We've been separated for a little over a year now, um, which is um, what's required here in Canada. You have to be separated for at least a year before you can be granted a divorce. Um, this should have been over by last month, but he keeps dragging his feet. You know, he, he plays this little games where my lawyer emails him and then he just sort of goes underground where he doesn't respond to text, doesn't respond to email messages from me or from my lawyer. And then he would come, you know, weeks after and say, oh, you know, I've been under the weather or I've been indisposed and, you know, give some bullshit excuse. It's all delay tactics. So this is what you can expect when you, when, if you decide to start, you know, the process of separation and divorce, it's never going to be easy. Not with an abuser. And, you know, the funny thing is when I told my husband at the time and I said, I can't do this anymore. I think it's best we go our separate ways. Please, let's make this as... Um, let's not make it unpleasant for the sake of the kids. Guess what he said? It was like, oh, sure, you know, for the sake of the kids, you know, we'll just make it, you know, we can even still remain friends We'll make this as amicable as possible, blah, blah, blah. He was lying the whole time, guys. <laughs> you have to know this stuff because this is what they do. Of course, at the time, I was, I was, um, I was deceived. Because I had read that abusers will do whatever they can to torture you during the divorce process. They are not going to let it go easy, right? And I'm thinking, oh, my husband is not that way. He's not that kind of abuser. Honey, I was so naive. I fell for that crap. It was like, oh, yeah, for the sake of the kids, we'll just make this, you know, we, um, we're not going to, let's not make it messy, blah, 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 blah. He was just playing mind games with me. And then he comes around and he's like, um, you know what? I'm not going to, um, I'm going to let you have the house and the car. And, um, I just, I just want to beg you that please let me, you know, let me have access to the kids whenever I want to, you know, see them or, talk to them on phone and I'm like sure sure yeah you're their dad I'm not going to deny you access to your kids and it it honestly sounded like oh we we're going to have a friendly divorce if there's any such thing as a friendly divorce and I'm telling you the same guy that told me that he was going to let me have the car and the house just weeks after that he comes to me and he's like, this is my house. 
as well and I'm not leaving and I have this as much right to this house as you do and if you don't let me have access to this house or stay here or leave here I'm going to make sure that the court sells the house and you know that that's not gonna of course it was just bluffing like the court wasn't just gonna sell the house but he comes after telling me that he would let me stay in the house with the kids Weeks after, he comes and says, oh, I'm going to make sure that the house gets sold and, you know, if I can't leave here, none of us are going to leave here. Like this guy that pretended that we could have, you know, like a non-contentious divorce, comes back weeks later telling me that, Essentially, you know, you would want to see me and the kids thrown out in the streets and nobody gets the house. These are his own kids, by the way. So that's how crazy abusers can get. So I just want you to know that for those of you that are considering separation and ultimately divorce you have to be mentally ready do not think that you're gonna serve your husband divorce papers and he's just gonna cry and be like okay and then sign and then and then that would be the end of no no that's not how it works with an abuser you have to be mentally ready you have to have a support team. Alexa, cancel alarm. I apologize for that. That was my alarm going off. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So you have to be mentally ready. You're not dealing, you're dealing with someone who is essentially, it's like they are sick in the head. What you see isn't what you get with an abuser, okay? They will play mind games with you. They would say mean things to you. Then they would come back and apologize. And then they would come back and try to play on your emotions and say, Oh, I'm sorry. I just realized my mistake, blah, blah, blah. I've not been a good husband, blah, blah, blah. Do not fall for that, <laughs> okay? They are going to pull your emotional strings. Do not fall for that. This is how it happens, ladies. This is just how it goes. They are going to act like they're going to, you know, go through with the divorce, and but they aren't. In fact, someone said that the way that you can know if the abuser has really repented is if they give you a good divorce. If they make the divorce process so easy for you, then maybe, maybe they are repentant. But no matter how much they cry and beg and, you know, start to fake you know start to act like the 
the perfect husband they are just it's just all part of the manipulation if they are making the divorce process hell for you which they normally would it's because they haven't repented so this is what you have to keep in mind they're going to play mind games with you they're going to play mind games with you so my soon to be ex-husband drags me to court because he feels like he should have access to like 60% of the equity in the house by the way the house i'm referring to is the house that we bought 2 years ago there's barely any equity there but since we are get having it sold I'm like okay let's sell the house pay off the bank pay off the debt whatever's left we split it 50/50 and he's like no because he thinks he should have 60% <laughs> can you imagine that he believes he should have 60% never mind the fact that the rest of the real estate and landed property that we have in Nigeria is going to hold on to that So he's going to hold on to all this property that we have in Nigeria but he wants us to share the one in Canada but he doesn't want us to share that equally he believes that he should have at least 60% of that Yeah talk about crazy this is this is the man that I had two children with okay this is the man that I was married to for over 10 years This is the man that that told me that nothing else in his life mattered that he loves me so much he loves his kids so much he still continues to profess, profess his love for me by the way okay he's playing the victim is like oh you know he kind of turns everything around So essentially it's like I'm the one dragging him to court. I'm the one making his life terrible. He sends me messages like, "Oh, God is fighting my battle for me." And even though I don't have a lawyer, <laughs> this is what abusers do. They're going to play the victim while they're making the divorce process hell for you. They're going to play the victim. They're going to try and get more than they should get in the divorce when you're getting divorced from an abuser don't think you're going to split assets 50/50 they're going to use that opportunity to try and punish you they don't think you should have they don't even think you should have anything okay and if you are going to get anything they don't think you should be 50/50 either So you have before you even go into this game you have to know that you have to cut your losses. You don't want to get into the middle of it and be shocked by how heartless and 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 just plain evil the abuser can get. You have to go into it expecting this expecting this kind of behavior from them. expecting this kind of cruelty from them 
Honestly, ladies, I know that a lot of you are thinking, well, I don't think my husband is that bad. Believe me, I thought that too. I mean, my husband is is the kind of person that when I tell people that this is what he's been doing, they are just dumbfounded. Because the man that they thought they knew is just this easygoing, charming, you know, loving, wonderful, godly man, okay? <laughs> they don't know, like, the the monster beneath all that facade. So they're just plain shocked. So I'm telling you, it's not, don't think that your case is going to be different. If you're dealing with an emotional and psychological abuser, this is what they are like during divorce. They drag things out. They waste time. They, I mean, my husband didn't, he is he, representing himself, right? So he didn't hire a lawyer or anything. I'm the one who got a lawyer. I'm the one who's paying all the lawyer, you know, paying my lawyer a huge amount of money. Okay. And this is all deliberate on his part. Like, he tries to make it seem like, oh, I just don't want my marriage to end. I, I think we can work on it. And and that's not true. That's really not true. Okay? He's trying to get me bankrupt is what he's trying to do. He's trying to get me to a point where I'm just so exhausted. And I'm like, you know what? I give up. I give up with this whole divorce thing. Let's just stay married. Aha, that's the whole end game, okay? With your abuser, that is the whole end game. They are going to try to wear you out emotionally, mentally, financially, so that you give up on the process and you're like, oh, I can't do this anymore. That's why it's really important for you to be mentally prepared. Don't expect this to be an easy process no one gets an easy divorce from an abuser okay you might all have heard about you know couples that got divorced and it was also friendly and you know they didn't even get to go to court and all that because you know mutually um i'm trying to find the words they use now like they just come to an agreement and they just, that doesn't happen with an abuser, okay? <laughs> no, not with an abuser, honey. So, I guess the key here is to be mentally prepared for what might come. To know that what you see is not what you get. To know that when they're being agreeable is because they have a game plan on how they're going to mentally torture you through this process. And they're going to use anything, money, assets, even the kids. Yeah. You know, for abusers, kids are just, they see kids as things to be used, not people to be loved. So they're going to try and use the kids to get at you as well. So, my sisters, this is what I've been going through for 
the past few months um so just know that going through this process is not something that you're gonna need support you're gonna need a very good lawyer that is um experienced with manipulative people and abusers or else they're gonna get sucked into the deception as well so you have to have a lawyer that's experienced with you know people like that you have to have a support system whether it's friends family um you're gonna need um a counselor or therapist of, of some sort okay um and i'm not talking about like a church counselor because let's face it um i mean there are people that at, you know belong to a church where they can be supported when they're going through a divorce but that's in the minority okay most of us are members of churches where the fact that we are even considering divorce you know may, means that we are like backsliding christians in some ways and you know we can get ostracized and just treated really badly so when i say counselor or therapist i'm talking preferably someone who's a professional not someone who works for the church in most cases okay you're gonna need that you're really gonna need that you're gonna um and okay so the next one is you're gonna need money and this is usually a barrier especially for for women that have been married for several years and maybe they were stay at home stay at home moms or you know because the abuser usually you know tricks us into believing that oh they love us so much their money is our money but it's all part of the game where they're trying to make sure that you're not you're, you're financially dependent on them so a lot of, a lot of us find ourselves in that situation where just the whole process of trying to separate and get a divorce is so overwhelming because we're like well i don't even have any money how am i going to survive on my own and that leads to the decision to continue to just stay with the abuser so that's why i'm saying separation and divorce isn't something that you're just going to jump into on a whim or impulse it's something that has to be well thought out it's something that has to be planned without your husband even knowing that you're considering anything like that so that 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 gives you a head start where you you know whatever the plan is whether you're going to start looking for a job start saving money start doing research that you know and be very discreet about it so that your husband wouldn't know what it is that you're searching on the internet you know start start researching lawyers and you know the divorce laws wherever you're living and you know trying to put money aside without letting him know this could take months of preparation okay 
and there are resources out there that can kind of guide you through how to do this. Um, yeah, so I guess to summarize and wrap up today's episode, it really is okay. I just realized that I didn't even give this a title yet. <laughs> okay, so if I'm gonna come up with a title for this episode, it would be <sighs> things to be aware of before separation and divorce from an abuser. I know that's a mouthful. I'll think of a way to shorten it, but yeah, it's, you have to be aware of these things. You don't want to learn along the way. You have to be prepared. You have to know what to expect and know that this isn't going to be an easy process. So is it going to be difficult? Yes. But would it be worth it? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, personally for me, I've chosen to go through this difficult process, uncomfortable now, right? Uncomfortable in the present, in the present time. Um, but for me, it's worth it, you know, because I am essentially getting... I'm essentially getting freedom from bondage. I know those are pretty strong words, but that's just how I see it. So it's going to be difficult for me in the interim, but long term, you know, I'm going to be able to build a good life without abuse and also raise my kids outside of a toxic environment. So that for me is worth all the trouble. Okay, so um, that's all I have for you today. Again, I apologize for being AWOL for the past few weeks. Um, yeah, so I would, um, I'll do my best to be consistent. I'll do my best to be consistent with the podcast episode. And until the next time that I get to talk to you, do have a wonderful week ahead. Happy holidays. It's a few days from Christmas. Happy holidays. And um, I want you to never ever forget that Jesus loves you. He hasn't forgotten you. He's right beside you. Even in your deepest moments of pain. He feels your pain as well. And he really loves you. Alright, so do have a wonderful Christmas ahead and God bless you.